Okay, here we are today with uh, special guest Chris Hatcher from the, the head coach of Samford Bulldogs. I've known Chris since he was a tremendous quarterback at Valdosta and then a great coach at uh, working for Mummy up there. Hard to believe, 49 years old, been a head coach for 22 years. Uh, unbelievable record at Murray State, Georgia Southern, and uh, Valdosta, and now the head coach of the Sanford Bulldogs for eighth or ninth year. But, Chris, the first thing I want to do, what a tremendous win starting out the season, uh, beating Kennesaw State, a 1AA uh, playoff team last year, a tremendous win last week. Yes, sir. Well, there's no question about it. We have the utmost respect for what Brian Bohannon's done at Kennesaw, um, starting that program from scratch. Uh, perennial national power. Um, I thought that our guys, we look, we were fresh. A um, lot of, lot of credit to our, our, our staff. You know, preparing our guys, we wasn't tired going into that first game. As, as being a former coach, you know, it's easy to wear them down during camp. But um, the biggest thing that impressed me about our team against Kennesaw is we lead going in at half. And in the third quarter, we gave up 10 unanswered points, had a crucial turnover back in our own on our own um, side of the field. And then um, the fourth quarter, we just could, took control of the ball game. And um, the past couple of years, we've lost, I couldn't tell you, nine or ten games by a touchdown for us to overcome that adversity and keep playing and finding a way to win um, there in the fourth quarter. Hopefully that will bode well for us moving ahead you know, throughout the remaining part of this season. Yeah, we're going to talk about your team in detail in a minute, but it would be remiss by me if I didn't uh, give you credit for, I mean, I gave Kirby a job behind the desk here because he got cut by Baltimore and I, we really didn't have much. So he was kind of the first analyst we ever had, but you actually brought Kirby in for his first job and tell us how that went. And then we'll get talking a little bit more about your team, but, our fans are on the Kirby Smart bandwagon right now, that's for sure. Well, they should be. And, you know, first of all, I wanted to say thanks. For um, I tell people all the time, um, you've been very nice to me for a long time and didn't have to be. And uh, when I was starting out as a graduate at, um, at the University of Kentucky, um, we had Tim Couch and he came up to play us up there. And all the mummy and leech and guy um, just passed away um, yesterday. Um, they were all, um, I think they were shocked that me and you talked more before the game than you did to the head coach of Kentucky. So um, I felt like a big wig that day. So I always appreciate you with that. I hope, hope all else is going well. But, um, you know, it's kind of funny. We were, and um, we were actually getting ready to, we were in, in between the hedges and before the game, um, Kirby and um, and Mike Bobo came up to me before the game and said, hey, man, we hear that you may be getting the Valdosta State. And I said, well, it's not open. And they go, well, you know, we were, we're I really what they did for you, you know, but that was way before the age of having analysts and people like that. And um, I said, well, let's just see what happens. And, um, and sure enough, um, you know, I was fortunate to get the job at 26. Um, had a mutual friend that knew Will Muschamp. And so uh, we interviewed Will. And after about, you know, about four minutes into this, hey, you're my guy, man. Let's go. Let's maybe go have a supper and have some drink. Hire Will. 
And um, as we go through the process, we, you know, division two budget, I think we paid Will 31,000, which he may have been the highest D2 paid coordinator at the time back in 2000. We had eight grand left. Um, so we were fortunate enough to get to Cur get Kirby to come down there and work for us for $8,000. But um, we did give him a thousand dollar bonus on the side for being the camp director. So um, <laughs> we, we, we helped him out pretty good. He made 10 grand, but um, that's stretching it a little bit. But, you know, story coach um, about the the pay that he made, because I know he's making a, a boatload of money now. But I tell all of our young staff and I like for people to know, you know, he, he hadn't always been at the top. He started at the very, very bottom of this profession. And due to his his work ethic, um, you know, learning and, and, and being willing to adapt is what um, has made him into the coach he is today. And um, I wish I could say that I had something to do with that, but he was, he was a pretty darn good coach at 24 years old when I hired him. I, I guarantee you I got, um, I got the better end of that deal than he did. Well, he certainly made a lot of nice comments about you at his press conference on Monday. And it was heartfelt because I know I, uh, everybody wants a chance and to get, get a chance in, in coaching whatever division, and some of your best coaching is when you don't have as good of players as other people and you have to develop them and all. And that's one thing you've done uh, wherever you've been, but you've always been an explosive offensive team. Tell us a little bit about your offense going in here uh, playing Georgia. Well, we're replacing a, a lot of playmakers we had last season. We had All-American quarterback Liam Welch, who tremendous player, uh, played over at Aquinas High School there in Augusta. Uh, and Montrell Washington, who was an All-American receiver and return man um, from up there in Cherokee, Canton, Georgia, um, who we're, we're proud to say he just made the 53-man roster for the um, the Denver Broncos as a fifth-round pick. So, you know, we, we had some great explosion last year. Um, we do return four of our five offensive linemen, which is, is, is really big for us. Um, we're breaking in a new quarterback and Michael hires. He's a, a, a local standout here, Briarwood Christian, um, and, and very efficiently last week. Um, so, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we kind of mix it up. We've been, we ran the ball good. Um, of course, you know, I, I, bottom line, I like to score. It doesn't matter how we do that. But um, as you well know, when you, you move up a level, especially playing one of the, you know, top one or two teams in the whole wide world this week. Um, the biggest difference is in those trenches and being able to block Georgia, um, their front four is going to be a huge task for us because we're going to have to employ more tight ends. We're going to put the running back more in protection. Um, it's like I wish I had eight offensive linemen to block their four and still had five guys who could go out in routes. And um, I'd, I'd really be cooking with some grease then. Coach, tell me about the the defense that Sanford has a little bit. And then also, do you think it looks like it's going to be a pretty rainy day in Athens? Does that change how you view what you need to do on defense to slow some of the skill guys for Georgia? <laughs> well, nobody – let's get one thing straight now. Nobody's been scoring on Georgia. Nobody stopped them. Um, you know, but I will say I have a brand-new defensive staff led by Chris Boone, who's been a veteran, um, you know, at, at the FCS level. Um, was at Southern Miss um, two years ago and then was in the Mississippi Junior Colleges last year. And he's brought him and his staff have brought a 
different edge to our defense. You know, last year we ranked last in defense, um, which is, is hard to do. And um, he's come in, and we, we just got a different edge about us. And we were able to go out and sign some good transfers that fit the Sanford mold. Um, and, and, boy, they really played well the other day to shut down the option. Um, you know, I know we gave up 17 points, but seven of them came when we fumbled inside our 15-yard line. Um, bodes well for us moving forward through the, the course of the year. But, again, you know, when you play these games, um, you know, I, I won't say that we match up skill-wise with them. But if we went in play, you know, it may, it, you know, we'd have a little bit better chance, move ball, maybe get a play here or there. But, golly, their O-line's so big, and Stacy's done a great job. Um, taking over for Matt Luke. Um, so, um, you know, who, who knows? And the biggest thing, you know, with, with Georgia is, man, I would just like their fifth team tight end. If I could just have him, man, I, that would really make a big difference for me. Um, that's where the problem lies is being able to, to just not get blown off the ball on the defensive line and being able to protect just long enough to get some throws off. Um, and that, that's, that's going to be the, the biggest mismatch in the game. One thing, Coach, that people never, as coaches, like to talk about uh, when they're getting ready for a game is is last year. But certainly I, I'd be remiss if I just didn't give you credit for uh, – I don't know any coach that's ever gone into the swamp and scored 50 points before except Steve Spurrier and all the offensive coaches for Florida, but for the other team. So that had to be – I mean, I know you ended up losing the game, but that had to be one of your coaching thrills to – just move the ball and, and basically pull her pants down. I mean, you guys just executed to the max. Uh, what a tremendous game that was. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, one of the big, the best compliments is I was sitting out eating pizza before I had to get on the bus for that, that eight and a half hour ride. Um, um, and, and, and coach Spurrier rode by me and talked to me for a little bit and complimented us on our games. I was fired up about that. But, um, yeah, we went in there, and, and again, we kind of called them at the right time. They, you know, I, I have great respect for Coach Mullen, um, but, he, you know, he just had to let part of his staff go. Um, they were in transition at the defensive coordinator spot, and, you know, it really looked like they wasn't too fired up about playing that day. We jumped on them quick. Um, a lot of it had to do with our quarterback in Montreal, Washington, who are, who are, are no longer here. Um, and, and, you know, it really wasn't a fluke. You know, we just kind of – we moved the ball and made plays when we needed to. And, um, you know, with nine minutes to go in the game, we actually tied them up 56-all, which I know that sounds hard to do. And they called, called it back. And, um, you know, I, I kicked a field goal because, by gosh, we were leaving there with 50 points. And um, at late in game, we had a little drive, and and I told the staff, I said, man, if we get it, we're going. I said, I don't think anybody's ever got 60 in the swamp before as a visitor. So I was trying to pull a Steve Spurrier. Uh, but we offensively, we played well. And, um, you know, some of those games, they go that way for you. And then a few years back, we played Auburn, and I think it was 49 to nothing going in the fourth quarter. So you never know what you're going to get when you when you step it up a notch. You know, uh, being from Macon and, uh, uh, you know, certainly your father, background in football, everything, uh, what does it mean to you uh, coming in to play Georgia? I know you've coached other teams. Uh, uh, maybe Georgia Southern played here when you were there and maybe Sanford. But just to uh, coach in Sanford Stadium uh, and tell us about how the players feel about it 
getting a chance to play a 1A team that's the defending national champion? Well, sure. You know, we're, we're excited. Um, you know, our players uh, don't get to get on this stage very often. And it's been 23 years since you know, I was at Kentucky and we got to go in those venues each and every week and including um, um, we, we get to these, these stadiums. It, it, um, it, you know, your, 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 your blood starts to boil a little bit with the huge crowds and, um, you know, and you get to showcase your talents against the best. And, and as a coach, you feel the same way, you know, you know, you're taking an underdog in, but you get a chance to, um, you know, showcase your talents against the best as well. So um, our preparation's been the same as it is every week. We focus on effort and fun to focus on um, and, and hope that we execute at a high level to the best of our ability Saturday. But, but sure, we're excited about it. Um, I've been in Sanford Stadium two other times. I brought Sanford there a few years ago, and I think we got beat 42. And when I was at Georgia Southern, we played them um, when they were actually ranked number one in the country when um, Coach Rick was there. Um, so, um, you know, being from Georgia, I have a lot of guys on my team from Georgia um, is, is special. And then, you know, also for me, there's a lot of – I don't know a lot of people know, but, of course, Coach Smart and Coach Muschamp, we work together. Um, Buster Faulkner, who's um, the, the quarterback – coach analyst you know he was a former player of mine and a graduate assistant Jay Chapman the director of football management was my dofo here at Sanford for four years Harris who works with the academics there with the football team she was my academic coordinator um, of course coach Cavins the guy recruited me to to um, recruit him let me say this recruited me to walk on about the state. Well, he knew what he was getting there. You player of the year now in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I mean, good gosh, people don't realize you're in the Hall of Fame. Buster has done a great job here, but another guy that that I really think that people don't know about is Jess Sutherland, who's come over here and trying to be a coach now. He's kind of a, a volunteer coach, but he's working, but played quarterback over there. What a tremendous young man he is. Oh, he is, and he was a, a, a good player for us, and um, – in fact, the last time we went to Georgia, he played the whole fourth quarter. We were trying to run the, the clock out, and I called an RPO, and he handed it off. So um, <laughs> so next time you see him, tell him he had a chance to throw a pass in Sanford but turned it down. Yeah, I'll tell him and his dad. So, Dane, <laughs> I know you're chomping at the bit here to get a chance to uh, – Well, uh, two things. One, it's funny, Chris, that you said that Coach Donnan was nice to you and we didn't did not have to be because I can say from personal experience that's in in your vein too because uh, when you were at Georgia Southern as the head coach, I was an early journalism student there. I went there for two years and then transferred to UGA and finished up in, in Athens. Uh, and I just had some class project. It wasn't some big thing. It wasn't even for uh, the the student newspaper or anything. And you took time to come chat. It was probably twenty minutes just with a, you know, some random student on campus from East Dublin, Georgia. Uh, and that always, like, I've always thought super highly because that was a small part of your day, but it was a big part of mine. So I'm glad you did that. And I'm glad that that continues to be part of who you are. So thanks for that. The football question, just with the spread and how it's evolved and all the different RPOs, what are you doing to try to advance your offense or to update it or change things? Because you've been doing the spread for such a long time and seeing these new wrinkles. We've added the RPOs and, and have had some quarterbacks who were, were really You know, Devlin Hodges, who played for the Steelers, he was my first quarterback here, and he was he was phenomenal at that stuff. You just call one play, and you never knew what was going to happen. Um, where Liam 
was a little bit more structured, and both of those guys were All-Americans, where you just called the play and he would go out and execute it. Um, and then the now, I mean, he, he's got a good grasp of it. In fact, the other night we scored a late touchdown to seal the win on an RPO. He made a great read. Um, so, you know, it's part of the offense. I don't think you can go all in one way or the other on it. But, um, you, again, at the end of the day, you just got to have good balance. And, um, you know, you want to spread the ball out, let everybody get some touches so you just can't key on one or two guys. Um, but, you know, we, we, we call the plays that um, – we, well, let me say this. We try to call the plays that work. And some games you, you have a little better success throwing the arm. You got better success just dropping back. So um, this week we'll try to mix them in early and hopefully we'll catch fire on one, one or the other. And um, it, it'll, it'll help us stay in that ball game till late in the game. How about your tempo, Coach? Are you, are you pretty much up tempo or do you huddle up or are you use both? Or how does that work? So our well, fans can be ready for it. Yeah, we try to play as fast as the referees. Um, that's kind of an addition. You know, we've kind of gradually grabbed um, over the, the past five or six years. This week, um, we're going to try to play extremely fast, but, you know, having to, to move around for protection, playing more tight ends than we're accustomed to playing, um, will probably be a tad slower than we normally are just because we're have, we're going to have to move receivers around uh, <clears throat> you know to be able to block those guys and when i say protect now if they rush 3 we're going to still need 6 in there to, to, to protect you, you understand yeah, yeah. So, i, I um, see that and the we, players get the get the idea what they understand we, it we're going to finish up here and i know you got a busy schedule just a couple more things what's it like being the you know a football coach at at Sanford knowing you're playing these money games to help the rest of the department. I know you're really behind. I've talked to you about hiring some people before in other sports, and you you certainly looked at it for them. What's it like being uh, knowing that you got to play these games? And you know, realistically, it's a tough deal, but uh, it's just part of the life. There, you got to have this money, don't you, Coach? You you do, and um, you know the the money part of it is a huge aspect to to make your. Your, your budget. I mean, I hope this check doesn't bounce. Actually, I hope send it to us. And y'all are talking about rain. Maybe we get, I mean, can you get the money and a rain out all in the same day? Uh, but, but no, that that's big for us. And then, but also the exposure for our players, get an opportunity to be on a big stage. You know I mean? Cheer versus Florida. I think we were the number one trending team in the country, social media, um, all the way to the very end of that game. But on top of that, as you well know, I mean, College Game Day is going to have our, our logo up on it this weekend. And the just brand recognition for the city. I don't know that you can put a price on that for the, 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 the you know, the, the notoriety and the publicity that we've gotten throughout the week and also what we'll get on Saturday when we play the play the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, the last thing here, because you've been involved in the playoffs, uh, we're, we're seeing the 12-team uh, model coming up maybe for 24-25 for, for the other you know, division for the one Georgia's in. I've always been a proponent of, of more teams because uh, I played – I mean, I coached at Marshall. You've coached them this level. It really doesn't take that much out of your team to play the extra games. Do you feel like that, Coach? Uh, 
explain to them, uh, you've been in the playoffs. I mean, you just have to work your schedule and practice lighter, but it means a whole lot more to have a chance to be in the playoffs when you got a really good team and all of a sudden you can't get in because there's only a small number in. Well, well, I haven't had as much success as you, but at Valdosta, you know, we went to the playoffs um, every year, but I was there. And, um, you know, like you said, you get to that point of the season, you, you anyway, and then plus the players tempo down on their own um, when you get to that point. And, um, and if you're in a championship hunt, as you well know, you throw tired and all that out the window. I mean, you're just trying to win in advance. And um, I, I think it's good. The only question I would have is, is that, you know, and I know it's the, is, is just how to work, work those big bowl games in there. Cause things, um, you know, kind of that's the exciting time of the year to watch the bowls, but um, you know, but I, I think again, you get more teams and that may end up being the same two or three that, are in it every year, but at least other people get that opportunity. And as you know, nowadays with as much money as they're paying the coaches at that level, um, you know, maybe it'll increase some job security for a few guys if they get in as the 12th seed, 11th seed, 10th seed. Good point. Finally, coach, we got to, got to get one story in because everybody knows what uh, you were on that staff with Mike Leach and mommy. Uh, just give us one Mike Leach story and uh, we'll finish up here. Well, I, I got a ton of them, but I, I guess the, the best one is, and, and um, we, we were, it was a Thursday afternoon and uh, our Thursday morning. And this was our first spring at, at Kentucky. And um, I, I get in there and, and coach Leach is in his office reading the reading. It looked like the newspaper. And again, now this is back in 1997 Hey, hey, coach, what you doing? He goes, well, today's the first race of the spring season at Keeneland, the horse track. And he goes, I'm, I'm horses. And I go, you ever been to a horse track? None of us had been there. And then I've meeting and uh, mummy said, hey, look, you're all off this afternoon. Um, I got to go with some boosters to the horse track. So me, Leach, Tony Franklin and Guy Morris, we um, we load up about 1230 post times 110. So we're out there and darn if it doesn't start snowing. Okay. And we're the only four or five guys around. We're sitting around the winter circle, standing there, having a few, having a few beverages and uh, probably couldn't do that nowadays with social media. But, you know, we looked exactly what you would think a Kentucky football coach looks like. We had the Kentucky wildcat gear all over us because it was so cold. And you got to realize I had just come from central Florida and all of them had come from Valdosta. So we didn't have cold weather gear start snowing and um, the horse was led to the winner's circle. And all of a sudden, I mean, you know, this is a $10 million horse. And all of a sudden Leach sticks his draft beer over the rail and the horse starts drinking it. <laughs> Owner comes up and like knocks it out of the way. And Leach goes, you know, I just thought the horse wanted a victory beer. And they, <laughs> they ran that old horse out of there in a hurry, but I don't think he could, but that was, that was pure Mike Leach. And um, maybe on another call at the end of the season, we could have a Mike Leach storytelling contest. Hey, that would be a good one like that. But I, I guarantee you he's a sincere guy. He's another guy that you, you text or call, and he always gets back to you. And uh, you certainly learned a lot from him and uh, Coach Mummy and have taken it to your own level. And we really appreciate the time you've given us today, Coach. And just want you to know, I was I was kind of spur of the moment. I just said, look, people need to know what this guy's all about and the kind of team he's bringing. We got a good website here, and 
I know everybody will be excited to learn more about you and the Sanford Bulldogs and just really appreciate. I mean, we wish you good luck this week, but don't do too well against your old foe <laughs> there. But uh, we'll keep up with uh, Sanford just like we always do. And thanks for the time. You got it, guys. And thank you all and best of luck. And I'll see you Saturday.